0: The
2: there i'm cindy linden and this is the cook along podcast we're about to make the best blue cheese dressing you've ever had if you like blue cheese and you like blue cheese dressing in particular this is a whole different creature from anything you can buy in the grocery store because it's made with fresh and really yummy stuff as opposed to anything that they put into a store dressing to preserve it Now the downside is it doesn't last forever but you won't need it to last forever because you're going to inhale this and maybe that's a downside too. So I'm just giving you a little forewarning. It's pretty simple. It doesn't take a lot of ingredients but you'll need some special things. So let's talk about that first. You'll need a blender of some sort. Today I haven't done this before. I've used a regular blender but today I'm going to try a stick blender on it. The other special things of course are the ingredients. The main one, the most important one, is the blue cheese. You need real blue cheese. I'm not talking about blue cheese crumbles from your grocery store. I mean, you can use that, but if you like blue cheese, you know what I'm talking about. You want real good blue cheese. I use some from a company called Maytag. It's made in Iowa. It's something that my father was especially fond of. It was his favorite cheese and I grew up on it. So I have it shipped to me from Iowa once or twice a year. I indulge in a wheel of blue cheese. So that's what I'm using today. You really want something of good quality if you can find it and if you can afford it. It does make a difference in the flavor of this dressing. You need four ounces of that. The other ingredients for the list are mayonnaise, You'll need a half a cup of mayonnaise. You cannot substitute a salad dressing for this, so no Miracle Whip, nothing like that. It has to be real mayo. I'm using an olive oil mayo, just cause it makes me feel like I'm doing something better for myself, but that's not necessary. You'll need a half a cup of sour cream. This can be a reduced fat sour cream, but for consistency, I really recommend a full fat sour cream. The problem with this recipe is it tends to get thinner over time and the full fat sour cream helps delay that a little bit so that if you don't finish it all on the first day when you go back the next day it's not too runny. Then you'll need some buttermilk. I'm going to use four tablespoons. You can go up to a third of a cup. That ingredient of course will affect how thin your dressing is. I like mine nice and thick. You can go up to the third of a cup if you want it a little thinner. If you're using the full third of a cup of buttermilk, I would only use a teaspoon of lemon juice. I'm gonna use two teaspoons of lemon juice. The reason for the difference is that the buttermilk is already a little sour, and that's another reason I've decided to cut back on that to four tablespoons. By the way, a third of a cup is five tablespoons, so we're not talking a lot of difference, but it's enough to change both the fluid content and the flavor. So I'm gonna back off the buttermilk a little bit and use the four tablespoons instead of five. And I'm going to use two teaspoons of the lemon juice because I want it a little brighter with the lemon flavor. You can use fresh squeezed if you want. I think a lemon is probably two tablespoons, so uh, you'll still have part of that left over even if you only squeeze half of one. You need a quarter of a teaspoon of Worcestershire sauce and a quarter of a teaspoon of sugar and a little fresh ground pepper. This recipe is a secret family recipe handed down from my father. I modified it just slightly because I have decided I like a little buttermilk in it. The original recipe didn't have buttermilk in it, so it's not my father's original secret recipe. It's my version, and I guess since I'm sharing it with you, it's no longer secret. The story behind this recipe is from a family story. It's an old family recipe. Well, I shouldn't say old. Well, it is old. It's probably a 50-year-old recipe or or more at this point. A friend of my father's was dining in a restaurant when a chef came in to this restaurant. Not a chef who works in the restaurant. He was coming there to dine. And he asked the server for some blue cheese dressing, but he sent the recipe back verbally to the chef so that it could be made to his order. My father's friend overheard this chef telling the waiter what he wanted in his blue cheese dressing and scribbled it down on a cocktail napkin, which was a thing back in the day where you always had a cocktail napkin because you always had a cocktail before or with your dinner. That recipe was shared with my father, who kept it as a secret in the family. You had to really be special to get his blue cheese dressing recipe. And I, of course, have had it passed down to me. Honestly, I think you will be so surprised by the taste and texture of this recipe. You're you not gonna wanna go back to what you've been buying in the grocery store. The first thing we're gonna do is take the blue cheese and divide it in half. So you've got a four ounce piece or about four ounces and you wanna cut it in half or if you're using some sort of crumbled, pre-crumbled, pre-clumb, pre-clumbled, three-clumbled, three? oh my goodness, pre-crumbled blue cheese, Wow, you want half of it. You want to separate right now into two halves. And then we're going to set that aside for a minute and get our mayonnaise ready. As I said, half a cup. I suppose you could use homemade if you wanted to. I haven't done that. Gosh, that would be, I don't know if that would be good or bad. I think it'd be a little thinner. Put that into your blender container. And then the next stop is your sour cream. You need a half a cup of that as well. Little confession here. I do not often use full fat sour cream. I find that the flavor and texture of a reduced fat one is just fine with me. But as I said, the recipe tends to thin out. And I'm hoping that part of the reason for that is because I'm using a, a low fat sour cream. So today, I am not. I am using full fat sour cream. And you want a half a cup of that as well into your blender now we put in the buttermilk i have a little tip for you if you haven't heard this already buttermilk is something most people don't usually have in their house so what i do is i get a pint of it i mean i guess i could get more but a pint is about right i get a pint of it and i pour the buttermilk into ice cube trays Each of which will hold two tablespoons of buttermilk. And then I just take those out when they're frozen and put them into a Ziploc bag and label the bag and stick that in my freezer. And then anytime I need buttermilk, all I have to do is open my freezer. There are a number of recipes that use just a little bit of buttermilk. And then there you are. You've made a special trip to the store to get the buttermilk. You've used the buttermilk. And now you have the rest of a carton. Just... Pour it in the ice cube trays and freeze it so that you have it for making blue cheese dressing. In that goes. And then your blue cheese. Now again, you've got two halves, right? So only put half of your blue cheese in here. Crumble it up as you put it in. And then you have to wash your hands, or at least I do. Maybe what I'll do is put in a teaspoon. That's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna put in a teaspoon and then after I mix it up, I'll taste it and see if I really wanna add the other teaspoon. And then a quarter of a teaspoon of Worcestershire. Don't want too much of this because it's a really strong flavor. If you wanted to, you could also sprinkle in a little garlic powder. I tried that once and decided it was too strong of a flavor. I didn't really want my blue cheese salad dressing to taste like garlic, but it can be done. And then we need a quarter of a teaspoon of sugar. This is a guess for me because the recipe my father had said that once you get it mixed up into a bowl, you just sprinkle sugar over the surface before you mix it all up. Well, that doesn't designate in any way how much, because I guess it depends on how big your surface is. So I'm just guessing that a quarter of a teaspoon is going to do. And then you blend it up till it's smooth. It's okay to still have lumps in it, but you're trying to get a dressing out of it at this point, right? You know what salad dressing looks like. That's what you're aiming for. Here we go. is working. I think if you have a regular blender, yeah, actually, you know what, this is good. If you have a stick blender, it seems to work really well and really fast. If you don't, a regular blender is fine. My only objection to regular blenders is that they're hard to get the stuff out of, I think. I feel like I always leave a bunch of stuff behind. So now I have a salad dressing textured mix here. It's got very small lumps of blue cheese in it. And I'll bet you've already guessed what we're gonna do. Alright so this is the downside of the stick blenders is that they're really hard to clean out (laughs) which is kind of what I said about the other one but the difference is that I'm not leaving so much behind I feel like I can get most of this out of here more easily than I can with a regular blender but it does make me think that maybe it's just the nature of blenders that you can't get stuff out of them. All right, the last step is to take the blue cheese you have left and crumble it, small really, probably mostly small, into the dressing. This is what gives you your chunks, right? You like chunky blue cheese. Boy, I'm having tongue troubles today. Blunky blunky chew cheese is what I started to say. If you like it with chunks in it, it, you know what? I should have said that. If you don't like it with chunks in it, you wanna blend up the whole shebang. I would think anybody who likes blue cheese would like chunks in it. I made that assumption, and perhaps it was a false one. If you really don't want it chunky, go back to the blender. Me, mm, I'm licking my fingers and gonna stir it in. Alright, I gotta wash again. Alright, now just stirring it up. And there's your blue cheese dressing. Now what you want to do is taste it. Just a little taste test. See, you'll see how thick it is and how much blue cheese is in there. It's already different, right? Before you even taste it, it's already significantly different than the kind you get in a bottle at the store, right? All right, taste test. Hmm. Yeah, I can taste the Worcestershire. I am going to put just a tiny bit, maybe not a whole teaspoon, but maybe half of a teaspoon, more of lemon juice in there. Nope, you know what? I'll do the whole, the whole teaspoon. So that means that I put two teaspoons in. The other thing you want to be sure of, although it's tricky, is the sugar. There should be just a tiny bit of sweetness to this. It should not be a sweet salad dressing. You don't exactly want to be able to taste the sugar. You sort of want to, hmm. It just should contribute a barely noticeable sweetness to the recipe. All right, second taste test. Oh my God. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that would be it. All right, now of course, you can do whatever you like with this. It makes a wonderful dip for chips or pretzels. It's intent to be served on crisp cold greens maybe with some tomatoes especially if you can get them out of your garden be prepared to have people ask you for the recipe for this because it's it's that different from what they're used to tasting this is a gourmet restaurant kind of recipe worth your time to try worth your time to make and worth your time to share as a host or hostess but you get to decide whether the recipe is secret or not as i said in my family Our version was completely secret. I'm not sure who my father shared it with, that it was mostly only people he felt very close to because every chef should have at least one secret recipe. Don't you think? Now to see pictures of this and to see the ingredient list ahead of time, visit the website, which is www.thecookalongpodcast.com. You'll find some main dishes you could serve along with a salad and also some desserts to follow up with and a lot of great blogs about various things about cooking. They're all short and they're all interesting. This recipe in particular, if you have any reactions to it, I would love to hear them. I'll be honest, I'm sentimentally attached to this recipe. I'm sure you've figured that out just from the way I've been talking about it. I'd like to know whether you like it and what you did with it and what your friends thought or family thought. So I hope you'll leave me a comment. Thanks for tuning in and until next time, happy cooking.
0: Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com/slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.
2: If you're enjoying this podcast, you can make a contribution through the supporter link on every Cookalong Podcast page or go to Kofi, K-O-Fi.com slash the Cookalong Podcast. Thanks for your support and thanks for listening.